Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. We're getting a... He's safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. Not a scratch on that punum. Yep. I think I'm not going to get a new truck because I don't know when the Cybertruck's going to get in, but probably... A 2020, just to make it last. Who knows? A little bit longer. Oh, okay. We'll see. Something like that. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, maybe you can just do cash for cash. I don't know. You know I what think I mean? so, With too. Payout, that's probably what we should do. Just go cash for cash till that Cybertruck comes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Reject the Ursary. Keep going. <laughs> We're here with Lance. He has to go at 740. <laughs> <laughs> we got 25 minutes we to got get her done, minutes. boys and girls. So we got a great show. Uh, brief. Brief talk about the big market, uh, eight keys to growing your firm, and then I, a special little segment, can the government do good? I think it can. I'll, I'll see if Lance agrees with me, Yeah. but let's go into it. My only read is my plead to you is for you to make a better business so that you can have more freedom, more money, more time, more health so that you can make the world a better place. Go to buildabetterco.com, watch our five steps to growing your firm's profit, which is going to help all that stuff out. That is my one plea to you. You could somehow put that on your phone and it could be a little podcast. And you know what? I want to, I want to pick your brain a little bit more about build a better co as we move into a segment later on. It's very important. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, Accurate data is crucial, especially in today's business environment. Outdated and inaccurate data leads to turnarounds, delays, and rising costs. With supply, with supply chain and staffing issues, these costs and delays can multiply. That's why a resource like Arcat.com is so important. Arcat works with manufacturers to keep their data up-to-date and accurate and offers it to you easily accessible and free. Use Arcat's powerful search engine to find what you need and download it right there on their site without needing to pay anything or even register. So try Arcat.com today. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. Al Gore. Uh, the only big news that we'll just briefly touch on is that Jamie Diamond of uh, Rebellion. No, but he, no, no, Jamie Diamond. He, he, oh, keep going. I'll whatever, whatever. Yeah. Goldman Sachs. Yeah. Uh, warns the market of a rebellion against the thirty-four trillion dollar national jet. Fed's drone Powell says it's past time for an adult conversation about unsustainable fiscal policy. The only problem is JP that. JP Morgan. Yeah. Yep. While all thank you, JP Morgan. Everyone thinks that their own congressperson is an adult because <laughs> you can meet them in person. There's only one. His name is Thomas Massey. Sorry. Yeah. The It's like once they get in a group, like group dynamics, their brains. I was just thinking about that with in the university system. Yeah. This, this group sort of cultish thinking. Yeah. And I've seen it. I've seen it on a small level on uh, hey, school boards and stuff like that. Hey, maybe it even happens at F9. Uh, you know what we got our mm -hmm. staff doing? Using language such as. Hey, just seeking to understand. Seeking to understand. <laughs> Need to seek to understand. <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, Drone Paul and now Jamie Dimon is saying, maybe we shouldn't just have $34 trillion in debt, especially with all this interest. I think that that's a good move because we want responsible citizens and uh, our government should set the example and be a responsible government. So that's just a quick little segment. Hopefully that goes well. Um, I have a feeling it won't, but... <laughs> 
yeah. we'll hope future is bright yeah yeah all right uh give me the uh give me the uh big screen here at mr gore if you're watching on the youtube what i'm about to pull up may shock some of you oh, no. because it clearly struck a nerve uh in a group of architects 8500 um architects we're just completely shocked about this. Oh, you know what? Regroup. I'll pull it up on my LinkedIn. That's where it should yep. come in at. Uh, Entree Architect in Facebook. Go join it. <laughs> okay, you named it. I didn't want to, but mm. Al did. Uh, Sorry. It's okay. So <clears throat> I wish I was... All press is good press. All press is good press. Um, I was... Uh, I was sad that there was some... There was quite a few laugh reacts to this very positive message that I thought is uh once you know that's the this is the problem with social media the problem with social media is that you're getting us it's like uh it's like even worse than news sound bites and why is this taking forever to load it's even worse than news sound bites because what it ends up doing is uh it even it even and and then the, the, the like it's like a double-edged sword right like a meme like i'm about to show you guys if this ever loads is uh <clears throat> powerful at the same time like it gets the message across but at the same time, it, it really uh, it just cuts like the, the conversation so short. Holy cow, Al. What happened to this? I thought I had it teed up, and I'm trying to open up LinkedIn for that. Um, come on. I don't know if it's because I'm recording at the same time or what's happening, but all I need to do is pull up this one meme that I made. Posted in a group, we got some laugh reacts, and not in a positive way. And then I got some nasty like comments inside. And then there was like a trend with who I kind of was noticing doing it. And then at the same time, I posted it on LinkedIn to see like cross posting on what would happen with that. Holy uh, cow! I, I'm how about this? I, I'm gonna I, see if it can pop up on on mine here. Uh, something's got to happen because. But either way, like I guess it's just a big issue of me. And I'm gonna gonna go into my email here. And try to get to it, but now the email's going crazily slow. Holy cow. Let me see if it's the internet problem. It might be. It is. I got to connect to. This. Ah. Wow. And it's doing that next. I think that was the issue is it just having struggle loading with the internet this morning. Here we go. There you go. Something went wrong. Of course it did. And we're going. Hey. Oh. Okay. Here's what I got. No more frustration. So the meme is, if you organize your work properly, you can leave work on time and have more time for family and other activities. George Kassebaum, HOK. Again, reading the book, uh, you're going to see a theme going on here for the next probably month or so where Lance is talking about this awesome book mm. by Patrick McLeamy, F-A-I-A, designing a world-class architecture firm. So George Kassebaum was the production production guy. Production and management. He was doing, he was leading both of those. They had a three prong. He was leading both of them. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> people, so there was a couple folks that were upset about this meme because they were like, I worked at HOK and I had to work 60 hours a week. Oh, uh, well, okay. But, yeah, keep but, going. but were they working for, so the way it works at HOK, and I still think it does, you can, you tell me, Al, is that there's, there's sale. There's a sales side of things. Marketing. Yep. Yep. And and so that would have been the H in the original H. Okay. Yep. The O would have would have been is design, and mm -hmm. then the K is all the production stuff. The, the the design side of things when when they in the first twenty years that they were doing H. Okay, 
the designers would work a lot. They They'd would come work, in on Saturdays. They would come in on Saturdays, right? In that kind of a way. So I get that argument. But what an interesting contrast, architects, about look at the production side, the management side, the efficiency side. So, like, should should who should actually be learning from who and what is a lesson to take from here, right? Like how can I've always made the argument and I and I try to make it to one of our one of our best friends up in North up in North Dakota who we want to come in and like actually do like a we want to fly him in and have him kind of consolidate design principles and processes. And I don't know if he'll be able to do it. But honestly, because he's so well, here, not he, production oriented. Well, no, 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 no. He he is very productive in getting the, the designs out. He's increased his speed immensely about how to design, how to design fast, and how to design well. We want him to boil that down into something that can be packaged and transferred knowledge to other people. Transfer knowledge, yeah. So like Capture he's doing it. He's, yeah. he's doing that amount of work, and he's doing great design at a high pace. But can he then teach that and have that be the standard for, for other people? I want, well? I'm going to repeat the quote, and then I have something to say about it to anybody who it pisses off that's listening. Right. If you organize your work properly, you can leave work on time and have more time for family and other activities. If that triggers you because you're like, what? That doesn't work. That like I, I, I'm, I'm working 60 hours a week. What are you doing wrong? I want I want you to seriously think about like, what are you doing wrong? And I understand personal responsibility is very hard to it's hard to do. A lot of people don't want to take responsibility for their actions. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to do extreme ownership. But you gotta you gotta re you gotta think about what is the end goal. If you if you start with the end goal in the mind, and the end goal in mind is I want to leave work on time and have more time for family and other activities. All right. At the now I need to now I'm now and then I take that and I need to seek to understand what is causing me not to be able to do that. And it probably starts with that first meeting with your potential client. Are you setting boundaries right away? Right away. Where you're saying, uh, let's, for example, it, it could even be at this very beginning nexus of, they reach out to you, they go, hey, can you meet, I, I can't meet during the week, can you meet, meet on a Saturday? No. Sorry, don't, don't, I, you know what, I'm happy to, and I've, I've said this before on the show, I'm happy to try to meet on a Saturday, but my rate goes up, it's like $1,000 an hour, and they never want to do it. I'm going to get somebody to do it, right? Yeah. Can I tell you another one that came in the... Yes. Uh, Build a better company group. Yeah. So I, I I told them this was just one small nugget that we have like on Wednesdays of of, of many awesome uh, interactions. We've limited it down to we give one design solution. We might develop two or three, but then we give one. And I go, we did make an error on a bigger project. Sometimes on a bigger one, like the whole the big manufacturing center will give two. Yeah. And I go, the problem was we should have gave one. And we had to then re-justify why one would work better. And then they switched because they picked the one that we feel didn't work better. Um, and the discussion led to, okay, even if you design three, and let's say you're having someone design three and then you're reviewing it. Okay, you can narrow it down to one. And now that's the one that you make the better images for. You put in the presentation. You know what I mean? Like you're saving all that time. Mm -hmm. And there's another thing to like, I, I don't really mean to, you don't need to go out and, and get our book, The Creativity Code. But the whole premise behind that was there's a code, there's a process. There's a process behind design and you can design your process 
to make it efficient. Thank you. That's ex- and that's exactly the last point I want to make is, okay, let's say you set the tone with the client, right? Then then the next thing is like you're setting the tone with the staff. People think it's work. People don't believe us that we uh, we send people are people are done working at 40 hours here. People, oh, yeah. people get paid very well here. People have time off. People have we have such a an ama- uh, uh, the, the kind of staff that goes out and travels the world and the United States and is like we're flexible with them. Ross 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 does this all the time and I love it because he's so responsible. I know I can trust him. He will he will email us and he'll be like, "Hey, I want to uh here's my plan for the next uh for the next week or you know, but he'll he'll give us like a month's notice or something." My 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 fiance is flying here. I want to tag along with her company, and uh, it, can I work a half day here, and then I'll make it up here, and then that makes it so he can go with his fiance for the whole extended weekend. He meets all his deadlines. He gets it done. Yep. We send him with a laptop. He crushes right that that kind of stuff. <clears throat> but so so you got to establish it with your staff too, and stick to it. Like really stick to it and then you have to be, have the spine to be able to say no and that's what i wonder what the biggest problem is is like are these people complaining that they didn't, they didn't have the spine to say no say no or how how much of this is on you for when you went and interviewed with hok or some other firm these bigger firms have this problem of the 60 50 60 hours a week was it how much of it that was on you for, to not say during the interview what's your typical work week like if they say 50 60 hours a week and they're happy about it and that's not you shut the door but if you if you took that leap that's on you when my fourth year students were down in denver last last year last fall teaching them we went and toured two other firms one was like a 40 50 person firm and one was comparable to f9 and then we obviously went and saw f9 in our two locations you know students are a little bit sheepish and shy so one of the questions i made sure to ask on their behalf because they didn't think about it but then it was a big teaching lesson for them yeah uh, and I asked, I, I, I made it a point. I said, what's your, hey, principal, who's letting us in your firm, giving us lecture? Like, what's your typical work week like? The gleef, they were gleeful. They were gleeful about 50 to 60 hours a week. Yeah. And then when we went and toured F9 Long, uh, Denver first, and yeah. Rebecca and Tyler gave a presentation. Hey, Tyler, Rebecca, what's your typical work week like? Yeah, 40 hours. Yeah. And then, and then we came up to Longmont. Same thing, Jason. Yeah, 40 hours. Yeah. And then, and then I stop everybody and I go, okay, guys, do you see what I did? We went and saw basically four different firms, yeah. basically. And do you see that very important question? You, need to, you really need to figure out and ask that question during that interview and press them and yeah. press them on that. But also know who you are. Meaning, yes, I, would, I would be totally okay with the first five years. Be like, I'm going to go work for Daniel Leapskin and work 60 hours. Um, and then I'll either decide. Single to guy in the city, go for it. I'll either continue to do that or I'll then work for the production side of HOK that has it limited. So just if you're okay with that, you're okay with that. And but just you- know like there's there's a time when your life change. You get married, you have kids, like it's okay then to change your lifestyle. And 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 back to one one last thing. I know it took me a while to get here, but back to okay. Let's say you go and take the extreme ownership position where you're like, "You know what? I'm going to start my own firm." I'm going to listen to inside the firm. Lance has Lance. Yeah. And I'm going to control my hours and I'm, gonna, and I'm listening to Lance and starting with the client and, 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 and uh, seeking to understand and understanding the end goal and all that good stuff. Design your process, limit your process to a number of iterations in schematic design, design development, construction yeah. documentation, stick to it, still serve the client, get those five star reviews on Google. Maybe you'll get one that, you know, is bad here and there, but 
Stick to it, okay? No, no comment. No comment. Um, all right. Next thing I got here is I want to read. I just want to touch on some bullet points. I, I read the first one from last uh, episode. Again, the book. You got to get it. Uh, this is uh, page 20, chapter 2. is kind of the bullet points about uh, from HOK's book, Designing a World-Class Firm. We joked about it last time, which was open a shop where you have deep connections. We had none. And, and this is what I'm getting at. <laughs> and if we didn't make it clear, you might have to start. <laughs> we won't reach to these people. But on, this is what I mean. Like, Think about where you go to college and where you want to end up. Because if you want to end up and if you want to live, I, I don't know. I'll just say Houston for whatever reason. You should maybe go to college there. You should maybe go to college there because that's what we're talking about. Now when you want to, maybe you go work for someone, then you establish your, your firm in Houston. Now it's 10 years later. All your college buddies are now like decision makers at places. Like that's what we're talking about. You know, like there's, so, there's a couple connections from NDSU here and it's almost like the easiest sell ever. But there's not enough North Dakota State people in Colorado. Colorado's a bigger place. When we that. do get the North Dakota action, it is not, it, we don't even have to sell ourselves. Yeah. They just want us to do the work. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, don't be, so this is, the idea is if you are eight keys to growing a firm, right? Number two, don't be afraid of large projects, including urban planning of entire towns. We, hey, we tried Amazon HQ too. And we, uh, Franklin Place, a lot of big stuff. You just gotta, it's interesting the discussions we're having on the construction side right now me and Al and trying to grow that and knowing what it is to stretch to grow. Like there's never a magical time for it to happen. You have to take a leap of faith and you have to just, you have to, you have to kind of sort of be a little bit dumb about the decisions where you make where you're like, I'm not quite maybe qualified. Well, here's what it is, is like, I, I feel like when you're established, this might be a bad analogy. You can, you can be that more firm, steady thing. When you stretch, you literally need to become stretchy. Yeah. You need to you need to be able to adapt. Oh, I a little bit exposed, a little bit back. You need to become more stretchy. Yeah. Number three, find and follow your own true talents, which may mean becoming project manager or project architect instead of a designer. Number four, look at the potential to do great work even when designing ordinary buildings, which is literally kind of where we're like that one is hitting me so hard, Al. Mm -hmm. I interviewed for this uh, little ADU yesterday, and they want to go in a modern direction. And the kind of sparking that's going on in my brain again reminds me of the sparking that would go on. Like, I would say, you know, about 2015, so maybe about a decade ago, 2014, 2015, when mm. we would have potential clients. Um, com you know, we'd interview with them and stuff. Like Eastwatch, I'm pointing to Eastwatch back there. But, like, when you show up to a site, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but like, and I, I'm a client is inspiring me because they're, it feels like we're meshing well. It feels mm -hmm. like the, we both want the same sort of aesthetic, whatever it is. And then like, I have a photographic memory. So then I get these like, like, whoa, that was a flash of like what I think I'm visualizing it already. Yeah. Type of stuff. So I'm even excited about that sort of thing. Uh, <clears throat> number five, contemplate how differences among you and your partners can be strengths, not weaknesses. Hey. Oh, yeah. All day. We've been oh. doing that. We've been doing that since forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 20, 20 years going on. Even 20. though I'm supposed to be the bad guy. And I don't know. I'm just trying to no take No comment. I'm trying to take the burden off of you. Thank kay? you. Thank you. If I you could Steph, just thank me. Yeah. I told Steph about it last night. I laughed so hard. I, yeah. Like, I wasn't even mad. Again, when I saw it, I just laughed. We'll you know what's so funny? 
is that I'm it, so it, happy it, about it. All the people that know both of us, you know, like you, your family members, yeah. your former, you right. If you went, <clears throat> let's say you read that to your brother, but you put your name. I'm going. Let, we should do this. We'll do this to the buddies when we're fishing yep, or yep. something. Yeah. And put your name there. And then they'll all laugh. Ah, you're day. <laughs> whatever. They'll be like, just kidding. Oh, <laughs> it's, I can't wait for this joke to happen. Yeah. I'm going to read it to Bill on the way up for fishing. Yeah. Um, number six, be ambitious, even if it means setting strategic goals that will take decades to come. Oh, what a long game, right? Even if, even if it will take decades to come to fruition. It's year technically 15 of F9, uh, 14 if you count when Al started. Mm-hmm. But, man... We're only a decade and a half in, and uh, it, I think the real key with that is like under just understand that, understand this is such a long game. Yep. And and really, what's the craziest part about it, especially if you're an architect, is like your best work might come in those last ten years. So you better take care of yourself. Like it oh, really might. Like meaning, you're seventy. You're seventy, bro. Not forty. Yeah. Look at all the masters. Yep. Yeah. Right? Did I? So I I just turned thirty nine. I've I've used this joke to a client, but I identify as forty. <laughs> I love it. I identify as fifty actually, like mentally and all the experiences. Yeah. Uh, number seven, do the right thing always. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Even if it means firing people, not employees, but. <laughs> Sorry, that's the last joke I'm making about it. Number. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about <laughs> nope. another the the engineer. And, and and the the dual client. That's the last yeah. subtle joke I'm making about it, Al. We did not fire any staff. Number eight, remember that teams win through teamwork, not because of individual stars. Yeah. That's also actually the only confusing thing I think about reading this book is I'm seeing the some of the buildings they did, like the chapel yeah. and uh, the airport in St. Louis, I think. And you're like, oh, that's in a very iconic Americana building. And I go... Oh yeah, but there's. It's not like there's a. It's not like you pointed it and go. That's Frank Gehry. Yeah, it's iconic, but it's not attributed to just one in my mind anyway. Yep. All right. What do we got last year, Al? So, <clears throat> can the government do good, Lance? You tell me. Colorado is proposing a bill to make ADUs more easy to construct cool. in all of Colorado. The bill would mandate changes in Colorado cities over 1,000 residents that fall within. Metropolitan planning organizations. That includes dozens of cities along the front range from Fort Collins to Pueblo to Grand Junction. So timely. It omits most of the rural yeah. and, and Western Slope. Affected cities would need to allow an ADU between 500 and 800 square feet on the same property as a single family homes. Cities wouldn't be allowed to require more than more parking tied to the ADU. And the ADU would be approved or denied through an objective administrative process that does not require a public hearing or a decision by a public body. I think government can do good when they simplify and streamline the code. And this is what it's doing. Simplifying and streamlining the code. I know. I was just thinking. So what I was trying to do is be the, be the natural contrarian that I am and, and say, what's the, uh, what's the unintended consequence here? And I can't come up with one right I now. I can. Perfect. Al's got it. So <clears throat> last night, the city council of Longmont was voting whether to endorse this or not. The planning and zoning said, we do not recommend endorsing this. We actually want you to not endorse it. Holy and their well, reason... We, already, we can already do them. The reason why 
was city staff recommended against endorsing the bill for reasons of wanting to preserve local control. Meaning that would, you know, they, they want to review, they want to make sure the neighborhood, I sort of understand it, kind of not, but Longmont launch members who are pro-growth, who are YIMBY, they just with four members went and spoke to this bill and it made the difference and city council endorsed it. Wow. Um, and I just want to put this, put this out there because Lance and I were talking about how architects, engineers, planners, like we should be helping in this fight for housing, for people. AIA, for our community. you should be running at this. Colorado AIA, you should be running at this. Yeah. How much more work is it going to give your architects? Good grief. Yeah. Well, it might they, be. They, they could do a whole campaign where they're like, oh, you know, they're just pumping up the whole thing and they're like, hire an architect. You know, like somehow like hire an architect to do your ADU, right? Yes. I, I'm not hiring the right architect could maximize your return on investment and all yes. that stuff. Um, I, they might, because it's less arduous to go through the process, it might actually mean less architect's fees. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the PBD podcast, Project Bet David podcast, yep, yep. Uh, had this, uh, um, was talking about how actual calls to your state senator and house representative and the countries um, make a difference. And what they cited, I didn't look it up, was for your state, 10 to 20 people calling makes a difference and can change. Hmm. And, the, and, and for your, uh, your Senate representative in, in, the, in the Senate for the country, just 40 to 50. And here's what they found. They found it's because 40 is not that much. Yep. But the senators realize, like, they go, well, that one person probably represents a four, 40, probably represents a thousand lazy people who aren't going to call, right? And 40,000 votes will make a difference whether I win or I lose. So maybe it works. Maybe it works. Maybe it works. Maybe it works. All right. With that, uh, is you got anything else? Sorry. Nope. Beautiful. With that, if you like this episode, you know what to do. If you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe. If you're listening on the iTunes, leave, it a, leave us a five-star review. Not a two-star. We'll see you next week. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>